0: Not just football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's rewards, must be 21 or older. Who would be a good boxing match? I think it's gonna be somebody outside of football. Um, I don't know. Like a Zion Williamson or something like that. He might be too young. So something NBA power I'm forwards. Like Draymond or somebody? Oh, that'd be a good one. You versus Draymond would be a fun boxing match.
1: What's up, y'all? And welcome to another episode of Not Just Football with me, your host, number 97 for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Cam Hayward. Guys, we got a great show for you today off of a wild week of football and sports.
0: Hayden, did you enjoy the week? I did enjoy the week. It's a victory Monday or victory week for Steeler fans everywhere, and I'm sure you're a happy guy. I kind of just want to hear how you're going to break down this game, man, because that was insane. Yeah, I guess this, this is
1: my presser to open up the week. Man, what a game to be a part of. Um, to start off the game, uh, you know, we got pressure. We got sacks. We got turnovers that lead the touchdowns. Um, you know, I think we went to half, what, 17-3 or 17-6? Um, yes. And, you know, um, you know, that's the way you kick off things. Um, you know, and then you turn around and look at the second half, it was all over the place. Um, You know, Cincinnati, with the good offense they have and good team they have, uh, they battled back. Um, In the NFL, it's not easy. And, uh, man, field goal kickers missed kicks on both sides, went to overtime, uh, and we were able to wrap a bow on it with uh, a Boswell field goal at the end, and, man... You don't want to start off in overtime <laughs> during week one, but if you have it,
0: you want to be on the victor side. I'm glad you mentioned the Boswell kick. I, I because you said I have to start there. That first kick, watching it on TV, fluttered like a knuckleball. What was your point of view from that? And like, were you is like like as soon as it hit the upright, I just collapsed on my couch. I didn't know what else to do.
1: It it was, it was crazy because I looked at it and I was like, okay, it's going, but then it's starting to flutter around and it's getting taken by the wind. And you start to look at it, and um, that kick, you know, I know McPherson, man, he's a, he's a heck of a kicker, but uh, it's a different surface when you look at the kick, um, when you're kicking on the logo. Um, and, you know, it, it tends to come out a little bit uh, funkier than a regular ball hitting on a, um, the rest of the field just because, you know, that gets painted on the field, you know, every which way a day before or two days before, But uh, that's no excuse. And then you look at it in overtime, Boz moves it just a little. We get it in just a little bit above that, the logo. uh, and It's clean. It's down uh, a great snap. And, you know, Boz did the rest.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting. I didn't realize that the paint could make it that much of a different surface to where the ball comes out differently, but it definitely did. I mean, the first kick was like a knuckleball. It was even fluttering, like I think side to side, where the the second kick that one, it looked a lot more normal, but very happy he made the kick. But we have to talk about, unfortunately, losing TJ Watt, getting good news today. He's not done for the year. What does that mean to the defense losing him for a couple weeks? And how are you guys going to make up for that loss? Uh, you know, um, one guy's
1: not going to make up for the loss. Um, and you know, luckily it's not the whole season and he's a heck of a talent. So we're looking forward to getting him back at some time, but it's a collective that's got to pick it up. Um, it's about everybody just doing their job, uh, playing their assignment. Um, understanding that you're not going to be TJ Watt, but you can still be a factor in the game. Uh, that's really go What's going to come down to it. Um, man, TJ's a heck of a player. He's a defensive player of the year for a, rate, a reason. So uh, don't expect to play like him. Just play like yourself and um, a, a give us a chance and play good technique. That's what it comes down to. Uh, but I really wanted to make sure we talked about this. Uh, Cincinnati in the game lost their long snapper in the game. And I don't think anybody is talking about that. Um, when you look at the game and the way it unfolded, McPherson missed two field goals. Uh, in one, one field goal and one PAT. um, uh, one was blocked and one just was shanked. But I don't even think it was the kick, um, because I don't think they had worked enough on, you know, the long snapper snapping. Uh, in that, that process and that, uh, the snap to the holder, to the kicker, it's an unfor- it's something that goes forgotten in our, our game,
0: but it's so vital to having success on Sundays it's crazy to think that a player that plays as little as a long snapper does in a game is that important because it really was the reason why they missed both those kicks. I think the first one was slow getting back to the, on the, on the PAT, which gave Minka more time to get in. And then you had the second one, it was a bad snap that didn't allow the holder to get the laces out, which Finkel was Einhorn, Einhorn was Finkel, obviously Ace Ventura. But you know what I mean? Like, so that definitely played a role. Crazy to think though that a long snapper could play that big of a role and that, um, but I'm glad you talked about the defense here earlier. How did you feel? Obviously, we've talked a lot this off about the run defense. Holding Joe Mixon on 27 rushes, I believe, under 100 yards. Uh, were you happy with that unit? And how did you feel about all the turnovers and sacks?
1: Uh, man, I think, man, I think there's room for growth. Um, you know, obviously we held him under 100, but there were a couple of big long runs that you know made that his average better than it was um testament that's a testament to him but um we're not in it just to you know let it trickle out and get one big run and uh hold our breath and make sure uh we tackle him from here on out we got to do it every time we're out there everybody's got to be uh responsible for their gaps you know i can think back to i think it was a 20 or 30 yard run where um uh, we're in a, a heavier front uh and he's he's just finding the hole um, and you know, it it comes down to just guys executing their responsibilities and making sure we play assignment football. Run defense doesn't come down to just one guy dominating their blocks. It comes down to eleven on eleven being responsible,
0: playing with good technique, uh, and then getting off blocks. Yeah. So, I, and I do think we need to talk about. Uh, The offensive side of the ball here didn't have their best game made enough plays though late to win the game. Did you guys feel some pressure at any point or do you feel pressure going forward that that you need to get it going or where do you guys stand on the defensive side of the ball how the offensive played. No pressure. Um, You know, I think you look at that game and you
1: say, um, you know, did they have their best game No. But they're a work in progress. They're a team. Our our, our offense has just got to keep growing. You know, Coach T always says there's a lot of meat on that bone. There's a lot we can take from this and grow from it. Um, you know, uh, you know Deontay Johnson's catch was spectacular. Um, you know, Chase Claypool getting on the on the edge on some of those jet sweeps. Um, we just needed more of that, um, and to give. Uh, our team more uh, continue to keep moving the the sticks and keep having those plays Um, the more opportunities they get the better they're going to get because of it Uh, but we just need to keep capitalizing it one thing that really sticks out though that I thought our offensive line did a really good job is uh, there there was only one sack we gave up Um, and against that front. Um, You know, you have Hendrickson and Hubbard and um, DJ Reader and BJ Hill. You know, you look at those guys. uh, They went to the Super Bowl with that front getting off Um, and to hold them to just one sack. I thought was pretty big.
0: I also think, too, we're underestimating zero turnovers in the game for that unit on the offensive side of the ball. And complimentary football is how you win in this league. You guys are the highest-paid defense in the league. It, listen, is it expected every game to have seven sacks and four turnovers and defensive touchdown? No. But right, the, right. the level is expected to be high. And the offense needs to play its role and not turn the ball over, like you said, move the sticks. I think everyone would like to see the run game a little bit better. But Mitch mm-hmm. made plays with his feet and with his arm when he needed to, and the team won the game. That's the most important part.
1: Yeah. It's not always going to be pretty. Uh, it's week one. Everybody's got stuff to clean up um, and you just got to grow from it. One turnover I thought they were going to be able to get um, Trubisky's running out of the pocket and, you know, he's running and then he's going up to the line and you just see it out at the last second and you see Hendrick, Hendrickson slap down at the ball. But Trubisky moves it in at the last second. Um, that was, you know, I, on a sideline, we were even like, whew, we got away with one because he was
0: definitely ball searching. Listen, was that on y'all sideline? Was that like going towards your sideline? Opposite? No, opposite. Okay, Cam. It was so terrifying. Like he, I don't, he clearly didn't feel him behind him, Hendrickson behind him, but he, I'm like, get, I am screaming, get down. I, he must have giant hands or something. Cause the way that he held onto that ball is incredible.
1: Well, I think what happened was, if you look in front of him, there's a there's a guy coming down, and he goes to wrap the ball at the end to make sure he doesn't, you know, take the blunt of the the force. But
0: luckily he saw him, because if he keeps it out there any longer, it's going to be a fumble. For sure. That was very nerve-wracking. Watch that. I Listen, that was – I'm glad you noticed it too. Um, <laughs> do you want to hear, though, how was the post-game reaction? Saw Tomlin doing the A-B dance – uh, looked like guys have a pretty good time after a big, big division win on the road. Uh, what was the uh, locker room like after?
1: Uh, it, it's just fun, you know. Um, it's an AFC North game, and, you know, when you win those games, they mean a lot, uh, especially on the road. Uh, you know, we always play the same song, uh, walk in your trap and take over your trap. Um, you know, we have fun. Um, you know, it's not a Super Bowl celebration like some people like to think, but, um, you know, it's just – We tip our hats to them, but we like to be a loose bunch. We like to have fun, and Coach T allows us to do it. Uh, I didn't know Coach T was going to do the A-B dance, but go ahead and do it.
0: Do your dance. (laughs) How come you didn't hit the A-B dance after the fumble recovery? By the way, are you a little annoyed you didn't get the pick on that? Yeah, I definitely
1: thought it was a pick. Um, And then, you know, after – I, I realized they gave Alex another sack. Uh, congrats to Alex on his three sack game, but I plan on trying to get uh, turn that into two sacks and a and, and a
0: pressure for him. <laughs> you, need to, you need to hit the AB the next time uh, you get a turnover or something like that, just for AB, your old teammate. All right.
1: Yeah, if I got to, uh, there's oh. plenty of dances I can do, but uh, you know the the one uh, turnover celebration that was really cool that we've been talking about a lot. Um, you know, we come to the sideline, TJ throws the ball up in the air, and everybody's like this. Uh cool. we we were doing that in practice a lot, and I know our offense hated that. So I think the offense got to join
0: in. So uh it was all good then. How many team celebrations do you guys have in the hopper like for this season? We don't have any. That was just one we I played. don't buy that. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Okay, you can't <laughs> get it out. That's fine. Hey, do you wear the Air Force's home or, or there? The the black Air Force's home I got everybody? Um, the air forces
1: weren't that comfortable, so I, I didn't wear them, but, uh, you know, I brought the energy with it.
0: All right, cool. Hey, I do have one more thing. I got to get, I kind of want to start a new segment on the show where we get a quote from Tomlin every week and I kind of give it to you and you kind of break down a little bit what you think about it this week. <laughs> uh, I, you, do you know where I'm going with this? Oh, is this from his press conference today or yeah, it's from today? Yeah. Well, uh, I think
1: I know. He, he was see. talking
0: about rookie Jalen Ward who uh who had know. some yo big pass protective. I mean he he had some big hits in pass protection, looked great. The quote was he didn't urinate down his leg, uh, so that's a great place to start. Question, have you ever urinated down your leg before a game? And and where does this rank amongst Tomlinisms that you've heard in your twelve years? Wait, are we talking figuratively or literally? Uh, like literally, because I mean, you're taking down the leg, but I'm just taking the man by his word. I mean, it sounds like it's 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 a problem amongst rookies. And, you know, I just want to see if you've ever actually done it.
1: I've never peed down my leg. Okay, let's get that straight. But I think he was talking figuratively, um, you know, rookies, uh, you know, when, when you get your first action in your first game, uh, it tends to be a wide-eyed moment where you're taking in so many different things. Um, that you tend to whiff on on things or, you know, there's a mistake here or there and it's glaring. But Jalen Warren didn't look like a rookie um, and he didn't play like a rookie. Um, And with that, uh, you should be rewarded more playing time and we'll see what happens. But um, for one game, um, you know, he didn't urinate down his leg. (laughs) Uh, Did Connor urinate down his leg? No, he didn't. Uh, you, know, I, you know, that was a cool thing. Uh, Mike T gave uh, all the new guys uh, game balls um, because they learned what it's like to be part of AFC North football. Um, and they acted like they were ready for that moment. Um, how cool is that to, you know, get a game ball in your first game? But all of our rookies and new guys stepped up in a big
0: way and the reason why we won. We know talent. Visit RobertHalf.com today. Football season is here, and nothing beats your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they are also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. Download the app or visit VividSeats.com today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Receive a reward credit equal to the average price of 10 tickets purchased, excluding Taxes, fees, and processing cost. See com slash rewards for terms and conditions. Let's transition a little bit here to what's happened. Let's go around the NFL. Um, I'm not sure what you were able to see Sunday. Obviously, we had a great game last night. What would you like from this weekend from NFL football? Any storylines, any games that really stood out to you?
1: Well, I think the first game, um, to christen the season, you got to open with Rams-Bills. And there were so many different storylines, you know, Von Miller going from L.A. to Buffalo, Josh Allen. Is he ready to, you know, be the guy that everybody talks about as a, you know, the, the NFL MVP, Matt Stafford? He's he just won a Super Bowl. What is it going to look like? Aaron Donald almost retiring before the game. Uh, so many different storylines. Um, and I think it was funny, uh, I saw so many tweets about, and I'm not a big proponent in fantasy football, but how many people had Cam Akers and um, what was the wide receiver? Oh, uh, uh, Robinson. Uh, down 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 Robinson. Down. And they were all pissed about it. Uh, you know, uh, sucks to be you, but, man, uh, it was a great game um, in the first half, but then the second half, it just got out of control.
0: Yeah, no, I'm glad you mentioned the fantasy stuff. I know you don't care about it, but I do feel bad for all the Allen Robinson and Cam Akers owners. It's it's week one, though, so I really wouldn't be concerned about it. Um, right. But I, I'm curious, uh, there was a lot of talk this week about lack of preseason play, even in, even in your game. Um, I, the Bengals were actually getting a lot of crap for it. Where do you stand on that? We've talked about this before that you feel like you need to play, but are there certain units like the offensive line that maybe have to get some reps together?
1: I, th- I th- oh, Man, um, it's, it's always changing, right? Uh, you know, if you have a, re- a recurring unit that's played together multiple years, you know, th- sometimes it ro- provides flexibility. If you have newer guys, you want to create that cohesiveness. Um, but I think everybody varies. Um, you know, I, I, I watched the Tom Brady documentary one time, and Bill Belichick was notorious for making everybody play all four games. Um, and that's just the way it was. But then you look at what Sean McVay did a couple of years ago, and I think people have started to follow it. Uh, their their guys don't play at all. Um, and so, you know, does it affect the game? I'm not sure. Uh, but everybody's got a, a rhyme or reason for why they do their things.
0: Yeah, definitely feels like it's, it's become more rest during the preseason than playing. Um, but I do want to go into last night's game. I believe you watched it. We were texting through the second half of it a little bit. Uh what'd you think of that? I mean, incredible atmosphere by the twelves. Uh Russell couldn't get it done in his own own stadium. How do you or how do you see that?
1: Uh I was just more enamored with the suit he was wearing. Oh my gosh. That was you know, that was uh you know if you ever wanted to draw attention to yourself, that was how you do it right there. Um it was it was cool to see. Uh I'm sure he probably got you know, hated on, and everybody talked this and that about the soup. But uh, talking about football, um, I was really surprised by the amount of delay of games from the Denver Broncos. Um, and, you know, going into a hostile environment, playing on the road, uh, knowing that it's hard to play against the 12s because, man, that, that crowd is raucous and uh, it's loud. You got to be, uh, and they kept huddling too. That was the thing uh, you started seeing. It wasn't like a no huddle or everybody just at the line. You know, you talk through your calls. They were huddling after every single play. And with that that crowd, you got to make sure that you, you're getting everybody lined up quick as can be. Um, you're working on a silent count as it is. So you're only making it harder on yourself. Um, but, then you go to the end of the game, you're giving Russ the ball, and I'm like, oh, he's about to win it right here. Um, as well as Geno Smith had played throughout the game, um, making some really critical plays, whether it was a throw at the beginning of the game or some good scrambles. Um, you know, it was it was interesting th- to see that Russ, at the end of the game, he wasn't trusted beyond the 50. Like, the ball was spotted for a field goal be on the wrong side of the 50. And I don't like that situation. You wasted the time. Um, you know, I don't think time's even a factor to, you know, take away time. Right. Because if you take it, this is your one chance to score. If they get the ball game, the game's over. Make sure you have as much time as you can try to convert the fourth and five and then give your chance, your guys a chance to keep going down the field. Uh, McManus is a heck of a kicker, but don't put all that on him. That's a long field goal. Um, but I loved on both defenses seeing the field, the, the turnovers. Um, the red zone turnovers were very critical that how they won. Um, and it was just a, a overall good game to watch.
0: Yeah, first off, I think the suit, Russell's suit, um, and this is probably dumb of me because you guys are going to be favored. The loser of Michigan, Ohio State has to wear it first episode back. We got to go get one of those suits and wear it back. Uh, that's a bet we're going to have. But I do have a question of is I agree with you. 64 yard kick is not a chip shot. They were clearly playing for that. And I just don't understand what they were doing. But did you see, were you watching the Manning cast last night? Yeah, shout out Omaha uh, Productions there. Peyton was losing his mind. I mean, he wanted a timeout at exactly a minute. And him and Shannon Sharp were both losing their mind. And it just seemed like at the end of the game, everyone was confused on what was actually happening and what the – even the Broncos seemed confused. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just uh, –
1: it's hard. You know, it's your first game, new head coach, uh, new system for your quarterback. But I just think, trust Russ. You know, put the ball in his hands. You know, a lot of times they weren't even going down the field to their, you know, their top wide receivers. They were going to their tight ends or they were just dumping it off playing check down ball to the running backs, which killed. Um, so I, I just think, you know, how many times did Russ just get away from pressure and deliver it to the running backs? Why not do that one more time? Buy yourself some more space because if you look at the ball. It, it, it was down the middle and then just drifted at the end to the left. So give you you know get him a little bit closer. Uh, I, I would have a that would not sit well with me going into today knowing that man, I got Russell Wilson here and I didn't give him a chance
0: to get a little bit closer. Do you think that has the potential of affecting the relate the new relationship between Hackett and Wilson because Russell loses trust? No, I don't think
1: it's that. I think it becomes a learning moment for everybody. Um, you know, you you go into film the next day, you say, hey, guys, I might have messed up and, you know, Russia had another chance at this. And, you know, now they get to look at that and say, hey, let's practice that in the game. What what type of plays will you run in the future? What will you have done in this situation to make it better? There's all these different outcomes and different scenarios we can now build on this. Um, and that's what they should do. Uh, that's how you grow trust is going through these tough moments. Okay. One more thing before
0: we move on from this. Where did you stand on the fans booing him last night?
1: You know, fans will be fans. Um, I don't think anyone threatened them or anything, but booze booze are necessary necessary in our game. You know, obviously Russ has been um, a prominent player there, helped win a Super Bowl there, uh, and he will always be respected for it. But, you know, fans should relish those opportunities to boo. Um, You know, I don't see myself telling, you know, fans to quiet down as soon as the game starts, but I like holding it over their heads when they can't boo because they just lost.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I just – interesting. I, I think he's got to understand they're going to boo now. They'll give you your statue and put you in the ring of honor in a couple of years after you've retired. But you got to understand they're going to boo now. Uh, hey, if LeBron can get booed going back to Cleveland, anybody can get booed. Fair point. Uh, <laughs> fair point. Uh, all right, let's move on to college football here. A&M get, uh, losing to App State. Notre Dame losing to Marshall. Bama almost losing to Texas. Um, new number one, two in college football. I know you got your feelings hurt where you were wondering why Bama wasn't getting as much, uh, hate, uh, for, for winning close as Ohio state did, but the floor is yours, man. Who should be number one? And what do you think of this weekend in college football? Uh, as of right now,
1: um, you know, I don't like to give SEC a lot of love, but UGA should be number one. Um, they've won their games clearly. I'm, I forget who they, they played Oregon, uh, who was ranked number 11 at the time, um, and then I'm not sure who they played this past week, but they Sanford. destroyed the. Play. yeah, no, yeah. Um, but you know, the only thing I really have a problem with um, and felt like from the rankings that all these people make, Notre Dame was ranked five at the time, and we were two. And because it was a closer game, we won by eleven points. We fall in the rankings to an Alabama team who struggled with Texas, who was unranked at the time. And so that is my only beef. I I understand Bama, you know, uh you could say uh Bama, you know, was able to go on the road and win, you know, so be it. You won by one point to a backup quarterback. So, what are you really telling me? You know, there there are and then we start talking about these upset losses. It's going to become a point where the point spreads don't matter. It just comes down to winning games because, you know, you start to see Texas and A&M get, lo- get knocked out. Um, you know, Kentucky beats Florida. Uh, these are, you know, some critical games that comes down to just winning the game like it should be.
0: Listen, we're not going to get into point spreads because me and you have a just a fundamental disagreement on this. You think they don't matter. They 100 percent matter. Um, Vegas sets these things up. They're not always right, but they're always close. And I think Bama, here's my thing. The Bama, the Bama, Texas thing. Texas is better than Notre Dame, especially when healthy, when all ready to go. Notre Dame lost at home to Marshall. um, So what are we talking about? But no, Notre Dame stinks, man. They're not any good. Texas would beat Notre Dame right now today. And listen, the thing is, is it doesn't matter what's happening right now week two, because Michigan and Ohio State are going to play and Georgia and Alabama are going to play. And, you know, we're going to answer all these questions. But like, I'm not I'm sorry, man. Notre Dame is doing Ohio State no favors by not by losing to Marshall at home. What has Texas done? I mean Texas played Alabama really tough and had them on the ropes. That's a that's a with listen. A backup quarterback, quarterback. We get with a well that's my point. If they could play Alabama that close with a backup quarterback, they must be better than we think. So then it just feels
1: like you're playing both sides. Notre Dame played a good game. Yeah. You know, Marcus Freeman went into Ohio State. That doesn't come into a factor. No,
0: they lost the next week to Marshall. What What are you missing here? They looked. Do you didn't. do did you watch that game? They looked terrible against Marshall. No, didn't they, watch, who Who's gonna watch Notre Dame Marshall? First of all, people who, like people who care about point spreads, Cam. That's who's gonna watch Notre Dame Marshall because I cared about it. Okay, Scott Van Pelt. You look at his his uh, his. He gave out picks this week. He took. He gave out Marshall as a pick, and he was right. So, I mean, people care about that, and I was watching because of the point spread
1: okay so I don't want to hear anybody talking about Texas A&M either because they paid to get whooped by App State and that's supposed to be where your SEC powerhouse is right now
0: yeah I mean losing to App State I can't imagine my team ever losing to them like, like <laughs> yeah, just, Hey, listen, I'm just glad they came and did it now I don't have to hear the jokes anymore okay that's all about A&M bro. that's A&M man we are we have <laughs> exercised those demons Oh,
1: man. Yeah. That team um, of North Carolina State, wow.
0: Yeah, but we'll, we'll get more into this. Like I said, I do, though, want to make it loser of Michigan Ohio State has to wear the Russell Wilson. If we can find that color green tux, you have to agree to this, okay? You don't you don't want to wear Ohio State jersey like you usually do? N- no. I think it would be funnier to wear the Russell Wilson tux. That's personally. Uh, you know? We might have to leave that up to our not-just-football fans and yeah. let them decide. Well, let's just wait till we get closer to the game and see if Michigan's still healthy, then. All right, people, we're brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app ever, and honestly, the only one you need. It's not just about the big bonuses and boosts and promos that you get, it's the fact that every time you bet, whether you win or lose, you're earning towards the types of perks only Caesars can offer free stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. That's because when you download the Caesar Sportsbook app, you become a Caesar's Rewards member, and that means perks. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, let's move on to a little thing outside of football here. Your old teammate, Le'Veon Bell, was in a boxing match this weekend. I don't know. I sent you the – I don't know if you're able to watch it, so I sent you the full video. I watched it. An impressive knockout by AP – on AP. What would you think?
1: You know, I actually – I woke up the next morning, and I watched it, and I was just, you know – it's one thing the Pittsburgh Steelers won but on Sunday, but we also won Saturday too. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was able to get the W. Um, and he boxes just like he plays. He was very patient with, the, with his punches. You know, the only thing I didn't like was the announcers just sounded like they were bored through the entire, you know, fight. And they're just like, you know, there's no – there's no – Punch is really being thrown here. It's, there's no power behind it, and they just looked very um, unenthused by it. But I thought both guys came in good shape. Um, they said both of them looked like really good athletes and had great footwork. But you know, Le'Veon, you know, he, he lows you to sleep, lows you to sleep, and then boom, wow. And uh, you know, it, it was a it was a sight to see. You, you usually don't see AP go down like that, and uh, You know, you saw his eyes go up to his head, and you're like, oh, Le'Veon got him on
0: that one. He did, and it's so funny you say that. I thought the same thing. I watched it last night on YouTube, and I was like, man, he is so patient. It reminds me of him just sitting behind an offensive lineman and just picking a hole and going. Like, he was really patient, and I think it was, like, the fifth round he ended up getting him. Um, But impressive power, too, man. Knocking out AP can't be easy. Um, very impressed with his skill. And, and I mean, he looked quick and Le'Veon looked really good. So the question is, does he fight Jake Paul next? Hey, um,
1: it sounds like Le'Veon wants to keep this thing going. Right. And I think Mike T, we were talking about it and he told me, he was like, I knew Le'Veon was going to win as soon as he weighed in at 204 pounds. That just told you right then and there, Le'Veon's in some great, great shape. Um. And so I think Le'Veon wants to make this thing keep happening. Um, Le'Veon, we got to get you on the show. Uh, Quit ducking me. We got to talk. But, man, I I think he could have a career at this. Um, I know him and Jake Paul have gone back and forth, him and the Paul brothers. So we'll see what happens. You know, that might be something down the road. Uh, They fight in Cleveland or Pittsburgh. That would be a heck of a, a fight to see
0: um yeah no i think i think he should come on the show and call out his next opponent um and let's just do it right here i mean call him out whoever you want to be i mean get a couple more fights in here but i know Paul's got to fight anderson silva this week but or in a couple Mm -hmm. weeks but get a couple more fights on his button who knows man it sounds like a big payday if you fight some of these youtubers yeah um what kind of world are we living
1: in where you know Back in the day, there was celebrity death matches, and everybody always dreamed of fights like this. And now we're actually getting to see this stuff happen. Um, you know, it's a it's a different world. And man, uh, you know, if you can succeed at that, you know, the sky's the limit.
0: I gotta ask: Would you ever get in the ring after? And if you if you did, who would be one person that you think would be fun to box?
1: First of all, I ain't ever doing that crap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when i retire for this i am you know relaxing a little bit uh i i care a lot about uh this game and what i'm doing right now um but i will be spent after it but if i do if i ever get a chance to do this me and you are just gonna box how about that
0: uh my friend i don't think the Nevada gaming <laughs> commission is gonna sign off on that no way <laughs> <laughs> if you believe it if it would almost be fun to, like, let me and somebody else fight you and see who wins, just just two-on-one or something like that. But that's Or you could
1: be, like, that guy who, like, had the cameras on him and it was like, watch me get knocked out. And, you know, everybody
0: can just tune in to watch you get your, your cool. tail whipped. Listen, no, I don't like, no, I've, I've been on the wrong side of that a little, a few too many times, but I'm trying to think who I would want you to box. Who would be a good boxing Mm -hmm. match? I think it's going to be somebody outside of football. Um, I don't know, like a Zion Williamson or something like that. He might be too young. So so, something NBA power forwards Draymond or somebody. Oh, that'd be a good one. You versus Draymond would be a fun boxing match. Be a lot of fun. That would be Mm -hmm. fun. But I'm not trying to fight Draymond. So, you know. No, but see, but listen, Draymond's great because Draymond sells the fight. Okay. You, if oh, you know you're going right. in and, hey, we're still boys, we're going to fight, but Draymond will sell the hell out of a fight, too. We'll be able to sell hundreds of thousands of tickets with Draymond and you. The State, Michigan State rivalry there. There you um, go. For sure. I mean, think about it, too. You're not going to do as much talking as Draymond is. Draymond's going to bring that out of you, too. Oh, yeah. I- I'm going to let Draymond do all the talking. He- he's mm-hmm. got it. He'll set up the fight. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. We'll get, we'll make sure to get Draymond. on. Uh, you guys could be your post career both because you guys are around the same age too, probably. So actually yeah. it works out, it works out perfectly to box each other when you retire. All right, well let's finish the show on this little post game presser, or I guess pregame. I don't know how we're going to call it, but uh, give us a look ahead to this week, the home opener. You got the Patriots coming to town. They're coming off a loss to Miami and yeah, so they're going to be a little angry.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, when you play the Patriots, um, you got to understand what you're walking yourself into. Uh, they are a disciplined team. They don't beat themselves. Uh, and, you know, they are going to out scheme you, uh, to say the least. They're going to try and find your weaknesses at every different level. Um, and they're very good in their special teams. Um, you know, we were able to get a guy like Gunner from them uh, this past year who, you know, you look back, he was an all pro last year. <laughs> and um, I don't think that was by, you know, coincidence or anything. Gunner's a great player, but New England's going to make you succeed. Um, and, you know, on offense, uh, they got a one two punch in Stevenson and Harris as a running back duo. Uh, and they run tough and hard. And I think that's what sets the, you know, the tempo for them. And then Mac Jones, I think he's just, he plays with great energy. Um, you know, I got a chance to interact with him at the Pro Bowl. And I just felt like, you know, whenever he's out there, he's just having fun, ready to get after it. So I'm looking forward to playing a kid like that. On defense, they got a guy like Matt Judon, um, Baltimore, old Baltimore Raven guy, but he he can rush the passer. Um, you got to make sure you, you got a chip block always with him. Um, that's not a guy you leave one on one. Um, and you know, you're gonna be playing a lot of guys like that this year if you're playing O line for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But Matt Judon is a guy you gotta have eyes on and you know, not just a set of eyes, it's gotta be multiple guys. We like to say you gotta get four hands on them at all times. And so, uh, those are the guys that are really sticking out right now. Um, obviously, you know, Belichick's gonna scheme you. Uh, have some type of trick play on offense uh, to get your your team that pursues well, get them a little bit tired. But you know, when it comes down to it, we got to stop the run, put them in situations where they got to throw the ball, um, and then we got to cover those receivers uh, and make sure we get after them.
0: Yeah, you're totally right about the special teams guys. I feel like they've always had like a Matthew Slater or like mm. an Edler, somebody who's always making a play on special teams. They always have that. Um,
1: okay, and- okay. But let's talk about this. Matt Slater, multiple All Pros,
0: multiple Pro yeah. Bowls. Mm-hmm. Are we looking at a Hall of Fame career? Ah, n- listen, I don't don't do this to Matthew Slater. A nice player. I mean, I guess if we had a special teams wing where kickers and punters were and all that stuff, maybe. But I don't know if I could do it with it all with a with a special teamer. But a great player and a, and a guy that a household name on a special teamer. Um, I am curious though. How different is it preparing against to go up against a Bill Belichick-led team compared to maybe other teams in the league? You
1: know, I think it comes down to a lot of self-scouting, too. Um, you know, understanding what you put on tape last week, where you fell short, uh, because you're going to see those concepts again. Um, a guy like Matt Patricia um, and Joe Judge are both going to be there. Uh, They do great jobs of tape study. You can tell when you play their teams, they're always looking for those weaknesses you've shown on tape before. Um, And, you know, coach Belichick does a great job on defense, mixing it up. Uh, He never lets you get into a rhythm um, and he's very keen at doing that. So guys got to make sure we, we do our homework. We study tape um, and we're ready for these opportunities. Yeah. Very excited to see you excited for the home opener. Accu first game. Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, you know, I think Pitt plays at home this week, too. So don't dirty up the field too much, but looking forward to getting back to Akershire. Um, You know, it's a new name, but same field, same, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers that are coming out of that tunnel. Um, but looking forward to getting after it. It's going to be a fun week, uh, and hopefully we see everybody there. All right, man. Looking forward to it. Yeah. And so that concludes another episode of not just football. Thank you guys so much for letting us talk about week one of the NFL season and college football and Le'Veon on bell even, but we'll see you guys next time. Make sure you stay locked in and like, and subscribe.